You can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, I'm Claire Harvey. We hope you're having a great holiday break, and today we're bringing you one of our favourite episodes from the year. This episode originally aired on October 18, just days after Australians resoundingly voted no in a referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. The Front travelled to the family home of Senator Jacinta Numpy-Impa-Price, who came to embody the No campaign over many months. The Front will be back with all new episodes on Monday, January 15. Just hit follow or subscribe to hear the latest every morning. Well, we moved into this house in 1984, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was 85. What you're hearing is a conversation between former Northern Territory Minister Bess Price and her husband of more than 40 years, David. They're speaking with The Australian's reporter, Liam Mendes. I was born in 91. Bess and David are the parents of the current Shadow Minister for Indigenous Australians, Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price. It was just a, this is an old housing commission house that we bought. And the house on the corner on the other side where Jacinta and her little mates would all get together and hang out and walk the street on weekends, hanging out with each other. This former Housing Commission home has seen the ups and downs of political life, both Bess's and now her daughter's. Bess is a Walpuri woman who lived in the bush near Yundamu as a child. She had her own first child at 13 and is a survivor of domestic violence. She went to university, became a teacher and has worked in and around Aboriginal communities her whole life. In the 2010s, she was a politician representing the country Liberal Party, and she served as a cabinet minister in several portfolios. Her daughter, Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price, has suddenly become Australia's most famous politician, the central figure of the campaign against an Indigenous voice to Parliament, which was resoundingly defeated in Saturday's referendum. At the outset, I want to say that while tonight's result is not one that I had hoped for, I absolutely respect the decision of the Australian people and the democratic process that has delivered it. Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price opposed The Voice because she didn't believe it would solve the practical problems faced by Indigenous people, domestic violence, child abuse, and what she sees as rampant misogyny and abuse of women. She lives in Alice Springs, where children roam the streets at night, avoiding their own homes. The No campaign says Jacinta was a game changer. People who hadn't heard of her or heard her story were likely to be default yes voters. People who had heard of Jacinta Numpiimpa-Price were likely to be no voters. She has a natural charisma, the campaign highlighted, in a video about her family that went viral. I don't want to see my family divided along the lines of race because we are a family of human beings, and that's the bottom line. But it also drew criticism, threats of violence and racist abuse. On Saturday, as millions of Australians voted in the referendum, Bess and Dave Price became targets. An egg was thrown at David as he did a TV interview. Later, that former Housing Commission home, where Jacinta grew up, was doused in paint 
and glass bottles were hurled onto their driveway and front yard. Jacinta Price described the incident on 2GB Radio. So, you know, they're, they're a target now. There's some pretty nasty individuals in Alice Springs who obviously don't like the outcome. So I guess my concern now and then is their safety. They shouldn't have to put up with that kind of nonsense. Nobody should have to put up with that kind of nonsense. These kinds of attacks are nothing new to Best Price. You know, I had to grow a tough skin because I could see the failures around me and um, I needed to start talking openly about the real situation as was what was happening to our Aboriginal people and to the women and children. And, and I decided, no, somebody has to talk about all these issues that nobody wants to talk about and, you know, face the truth and let everyone know what exactly is going on because it's not all, you know, culturally happy living out here in the desert. It's not. Bess says she sees a lot of herself in her daughter. She's lived it. She's lived the life that I talk about because of Dave and I just telling her, you know, be yourself and you decide what's best. and Yeah, so we, we kept that narrative going with her and because, you know, I had threats. I was told I was a coconut and I was told, you don't know what you're talking about and I was called, you know, a racist as well. And I just kept going. I said, no, I'm going to keep fighting. And um, nobody is going to stop me from what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, she saw a lot of that that she's now taken on. But she's got a better understanding of everything because she's got your side. Well, she knows both sides. Both sides, that's right. Jacinta Price argued the voice would be divisive rather than unifying. Her belief that problems aren't solved through separatism has been percolating since she was a kid. We wanted to be politically correct, so we took Jacinta to the Aboriginal Control Child Care Congress. Yeah. I'll never forget the look on her face. On her face? When I came to pick her up after leaving her with strangers for the first time in her little life, she had this really dark look on her face. And as I'm leaving, she says, I don't want to go there. And I said, well, you know, mummy works and I work and you've got to go somewhere and somebody's got to look after you. She says, I'm not bloody going there. (laughs) Yeah, right. I want to go to the one with the fog at the front. There was another childcare place that was just an open community one. She wanted to go there. Yeah. So we put it there and she was fine. So she's always had that attitude that I want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be special and separate and right from when she was a kid. Jacinta Price has a strongly feminist take on traditional Aboriginal culture. I have had men from Aboriginal communities stand up and say, oh, Jacinta's not recognised as a leader and all these things because, well, in traditional culture, I'm not, right? I'm just a young woman. I'm not as important as our big cultural men are. Even in Australia in 2023. But um, I'm a bit of a rebel like my mother and I suggest we need some positive cultural reform so that our uh, rights can be recognised as equal to our men. Women, um, she'll fight for them because they're the strongest you know, group of people who know what's going on and know what needs to take place. And yeah. um, they have their grandchildren, great-grandchildren with them and mm. once they go, there'll be nobody there to speak up for them. And this is what's happening now. 
And I think Jacinda's, because of that experience, yeah. Jacinda's taken that role on to be that voice for them. Yeah. And that's why she's so strong, because she's seen, ever since, you know, well, she's 43, she's lived through all of that and she's tired of seeing it still being played out without anybody trying to help her or yeah. help these people to actually get a better, you know, life, mm. a safe environment, you know, for the kids, women and kids. These are women who don't have megaphones. Their voices are deliberately suppressed by the organisations because they don't agree with their narrative. And the ABC aren't going to interview them. Uh, but the other thing is most of the blokes are in trouble, but there's some very large, very strong Wallaby men who adore Jacinta and would kill for her. I mean, they've, they've come up and said, you tell my sister, if anybody touches her, we'll get them for her. We'll sort them out. So she's got, you know, it's not just men against women. Coming up, the unlikeliest member of the Price household and why Bess and Dave are confident Jacinta can defend herself. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. see the story and pictures by Liam Mendes in The Australian Today, you'll notice Bess Price looking a little wary. Bess and Dave have lived in their family home since 1984. Uh, we're in the suburbs of Alice Springs and there's geckos climbing the walls outside. And when I walked in, I was greeted by this humongous 14-year-old python named Bluey. It's a family pet, but Bess is just petrified of it. And it was quite funny when we were trying to take a, a photograph. She was trying to keep as far away from this placid old 14-year-old <laughs> python. She hates it. And, you know, you could just see her watching it with one eye as we we're taking the photo. It was very, very funny. The family was living in this home when Jacinta's elder brother died of leukaemia, aged just 10. Jacinta's brother passed away almost 40 years ago and despite the passage of time, it's clear his death hasn't gotten easier for Bess and Dave. They did cry, they don't mention his name, but they credit Jacinta who was at the hospital every day with her mum. She was four years old, carrying them through this period. And we've been given permission to publish some beautiful pictures of Jacinta and her brother together. And you can tell that they had a, a very, very tight bond. When our son passed away, she was with us at his bedside. And um, she was four years old. And the way she said goodbye to him inspired me, helped me to cope with it. And she was four years old. So she's always had this huge reservoir of emotional strength and moral courage. It's a bit of a cliche, but, you know, the, the rock of the family, it really seems like it's her. 
In some ways, yeah, some since, ways, since she was a kid. Ways, yeah. Mm. Since she was a kid, like a four-year-old we're talking about here. Yeah, when, when our son died, yeah, that's right. So we learned a hell of a lot about facing death from those children, from our son, from our daughter. I'm really glad she was with us. I didn't give it to the staff and say, take her away, because I believe it's had a huge impact on her and made her extraordinarily emotionally tough. Mm. Hugely loving, huge empathy and sympathy with those who are worse off than she is or suffering, uh, but an absolute grim determination to help them in whatever way she can, you know. So we don't, we're not scared of the bullies. <laughs> the bullies can go to hell. They can rant and rave as much as they like and threaten us, but they're not going to stop our daughter. They're clearly so proud of their daughter, Jacinta. How are they feeling right now as she becomes nationally famous? Are they scared about her safety or pretty confident that she'll be okay? It's very clear that Bess and Dave have played an enormous part in where Jacinta is today. And like most parents are, they are very proud of that. But you can tell Bess does worry about the safety of Jacinta. It does keep her up at night and they have also been on the receiving end of threats. Dave, he's a little bit more relaxed. He knows that Jacinta will fight back and she's also been doing that from a very young age. Her parents wanted the young Jacinta to learn martial arts. We did that because we wanted her to be confident and to learn the philosophy behind the martial arts. You know, you do this to protect yourself and protect the weak. You don't do it to give people a hard time. And that's exactly how she's said. I've walked the streets with her. She's been my bodyguard. I felt safe because I was with my daughter. And people in this town knew it. Nobody was going to pick on her. But she also had a large group of friends, and amongst those were young Aboriginal men who really respected her ability to put somebody down yeah, if she, she had, had to. She had, yeah, the town... They really uh, they, there are these young men around town who yeah, were her a little gang when they hung out together. Yeah. And um, they all adore her. Yeah. yeah. And whenever she's in town, they catch up and all in so Adelaide. Or knew she could beat them in a fair fight. Yeah. <laughs> Leah Mendez is a reporter with The Australian. You can read all the nation's best news, sport, business and politics anytime at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.